Hello everybody and welcome to Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. My name is John O'Pierce and in this podcast I want to share how having a Christian faith has brought hope and meaning and purpose to my life. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 143 of Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. And if you're joining us for the first time today, you're especially welcome to the podcast. It's always great to welcome new listeners. And on that note, I wanted to particularly say thank you to all who have been listening to the podcast, all who've been sharing it. Um, I was sent some statistics from the podcast platform that hosts our, our podcast, and they were telling me that over the past year, over 2023, the podcast has seen 61% growth. And that's really thanks to you who are listening and sharing the podcast. And that always helps the podcast go further. So if you've heard an episode that you find helpful, uh, we're really, really grateful that you're sharing them and helping them to go further, because that's what this podcast is all about. This week in the podcast, what I want to think a little bit about is what is the season of Advent like in a rectory or in a church leader's home? And the reason I wanted to think about that topic is because I recently spent some time with folks um, who had no idea about what what goes on in, in, in churches and, and who were just asking me a little bit about what, what does my day look like uh, in the course of conversation. And so lots of people will, will approach me and say, oh, you know, you must be very, very busy at this time of the year, the season of Advent and Christmas. And yes, that's true. We are busy. But I just thought I would I would share a little bit about what sort of things that we, we generally do in our particular church context. And every church context is different. And I know there are some people who listen to the podcast who are not familiar with church at all. And so maybe this episode is not going to be very interesting for you today. But I just want to just share a little bit with you about what we do try to do at this season of the year. So the season of Advent is a season of preparation for the birth of, of Jesus at Christmas. And so there, there are a lot of special services and liturgies that take place over the next number of weeks in our churches. So there will be special, uh, last Sunday was Advent Sunday. So we had our Advent carol service, which is a kind of a, a feast in some ways of, of special music and readings that think about some of the themes of Advent. So whenever we're preparing special services and liturgies that we know people might come to who don't normally come, um, we, we have to think about that a little bit extra and try and make things a little bit more accessible or easy to understand or explainable uh, as to why we're doing things in the particular way that we are. So our Advent Carol service is a formal kind of liturgical way of launching the season of Advent. And then on Thursday evenings during the month of December, and usually during the season of Advent, um, our church would have a midweek service. And, and usually it's about 30 to 35 minutes. It would have a short talk, about 10 minutes or so. And it just tries to help people to, to stop or to pause in the midst of all the busyness of their Christmas preparations 
and to think about some spiritual preparations. So this year, our, our my colleague Andy is, is leading those devotions, uh, and I'm leading the services. So uh, our midweek Advent services started this week, and then over the next number of Thursdays at half past seven, uh, there'll be that short 35-minute service um, for the next three Thursdays. Another big landmark of the season of Advent and Christmas is the service of Nine Lessons and Carols. That's a traditional service where we um, listen to various accounts, both prophecies, those who were foretelling what was about to happen, and gospel writers, uh, those who are kind of like the biographers of Jesus. And they uh, sort of share the story of his birth and its significance. So that will be a big service uh, in a couple of weeks' time, and it's usually done by, by candlelight. Another important liturgy at this time of the year is the First Communion of Christmas. That usually takes place on Christmas Eve and at about 11 o'clock. So the service will finish just after midnight, and it's a service of Holy Communion. And again, it's a service to which we welcome many visitors. And, and with the advent of technology, uh, we're often able to welcome people who are worshipping with us from abroad, maybe family members who grew up in the church here but can't get home, or people who used to live in this area and just like the tradition of the way that services happen here. And uh, sometimes, too, we just have people who've connected with us on Facebook or um through our live stream services which have happened since covid and so everybody's welcome to join us whether in person or online and it's lovely to welcome visitors another big thing that that happens for us during the season of advent is we we write a christmas card or an invitation to every household in the parish and then we try to visit each household in the six weeks or so before christmas just to pop in to say hello, to see how things are for people at home. And uh, again, sometimes we discover there, there are challenging things that are happening for people and we will arrange to go back at a later point and spend a little bit more time with people. But it's quite a big uh, exercise, I suppose, in some ways, a pastoral exercise, just try and visit each household uh, before Christmas. So that, that takes quite a bit of time during this season. Another thing that we, we love to do at this time of the year, which is very important to us, is to bring Holy Communion to our parishioners who are housebound or who are maybe in nursing homes or unable to come out to worship. And sometimes people really like to share that special service of Holy Communion. And uh, usually the clergy will try to bring that to people in their homes who've requested it. So again, there may be maybe 40 or 50 people, uh, which we will try to get around to bring communion to in those weeks before Christmas. Sometimes people uh, ask me, when I when I met these people recently who asked me about the sort of things I do, they were aware that uh, normally in, in church services there is a sort of a sermon slot or a, a talky thing, as they described it to, to me. And they said, you know, that must take a little while to prepare that. And the answer to that is yes, it does take a while of, of study and prayer and preparation. So uh, there are a few extra 
talky things to be done over the coming weeks with different special liturgies and services that will take place. We also uh, lead some special services in local nursing homes and they will be coming up. Um, We also have some involvement in local schools, so there may be special assemblies there. And um, again, there's there's all those important things that are, are part of this time of year. I'm going to share with you um, a rather amusing, I thought, reflection about what Christmas Day looks like in a, a rectory or in a church leader's home. And it's a piece that was written by a person who, who succeeded me in one of my former parishes. Uh, he succeeded me as curate of Taney Parish in Dublin. And now he is the Dean of Ossery or of Kilkenny. And uh, in his writing, he writes for a magazine or a publication and uh, he shared some reflections and he said, 7 a.m. Arise, one present to be opened, copious amounts of tea to be consumed. Realistically, this stage can start from 5 a.m. Uncomfortably close to the end of the first communion of Christmas. From 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., church in all its forms, festal Eucharists, soaring descants, kids' talks, sermons, joy. 2 p.m., champagne is the, the drink of choice for the Dean of Ossery. And he said, we've debated the cost of this, but sacrifices must be made. And then some food, either pate or smoked salmon for him. Something simple to keep body and soul together. And then bung a bird in the oven. Three o'clock in his timetable, he always watches the King's speech. The national anthem at the end of the broadcast is the starting pistol for the opening of presents. Remember, Christmas Day is a marathon, not a sprint. Moving on in the timetable, 3.30, start cooking. The kitchen will be hot, so don't neglect your intake of liquids. Thirst is a dangerous thing. Five o'clock, the suggestion is you should dress for dinner. He says, yes, it's early, but an overtired child at dinner can be quite the delight. Black tie is our affectation of choice. Now the children insist on this. No black tie in this house, I'm afraid. 5.30pm, Christmas dinner. Dispense with a starter. You've had it for lunch. 7.30, return to the presents. Settle in for a well-earned rest and put your feet up and just hope that the 26th isn't a Sunday. Merry Christmas to all the readers from the deanery in Kilkenny. So that's one man's take on his uh, Christmas day. Uh, Mine is probably not quite as detailed as his, but um, in our own case, we we are going to be traveling this year to visit some family after our morning services. And uh, generally what happens in my life on Christmas day, by the time everything is, is done, is I very often fall asleep in the afternoon And then it takes some enthusiastic children to waken me and take a look at their presents and games and and, uh, get going on things to get a second wind. But very often by the end of the the day, um, I'm completely panned and, and I don't last all that long in terms of the afternoon.
But I'm going to close this week's episode with a, a special prayer, which I think is an important one for this time of the year, as we we try to focus our thoughts on preparation and on Jesus. And this comes from one of my favourite apps, Lectio 365. Lord Jesus, Master of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do, seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things, look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways, long for the complete joy of your kingdom. We whose hearts are heavy, seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness, yet seeking the light. And to you we say, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you were kind enough to hit follow or subscribe, or even leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. Join me again next week for another bite-sized chunk of faith.